the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420, The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Good afternoon, everybody. Got a short delay there. I don't know what happened, but uh, uh, we're, we uh, fixed it. So we have a good good man in the back uh, uh, doing technical work for us. So let's start off thinking positively because <laughs> that kind of made me a little mad. But anyway, I don't want to jump over a seven-foot bars. I look around for a one-foot bar, and then I step over it. That's Warren Buffett. Now, just because I'm getting crazy of what I'm seeing going on in Washington, we should never forget that the Constitution wasn't written to restrict our behavior. It was written to restrict the government's behavior. Ain't that the truth? And when the law does not apply to the lawmakers, you're not being governed. You're being ruled. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, we, we always uh, talk about our webpage, which you can get to by going to WHK 1420AM's webpage going down to local podcast, go down to the Smart Investor Show, and it goes directly to my webpage. There you can get a whole bunch of stuff if you like. Our prime income list, our dividend growth list, our ADR list, our small cap best ideas, our large cap best ideas, our oil best ideas. Nobody believed me when I talked about oil last spring and last uh, January. Some other things I think that are really good is, look, there is more corporate debt been put out in the last two years than of all time, all right? When interest rates are low, you can increase your, increase your debt level a little bit, all right? And, and by the way, inflation makes it easier to pay it back. <laughs> it should anyway. Uh, you know, bonds are a deflationary asset. Just remember that. We have women and wealth at the planning uh, workbook for you. Uh, money matters for young professionals, a business owner's guide to transition planning, all good stuff. You know, uh, I'm going to introduce a new uh, name to you, and uh, th that is something I think you've got to pay very close attention to, and uh, that is Metaverse. Uh, if you haven't heard that name, you probably should. Uh, it's something that's come out just recently, and uh, I think a lot of people are uh, starting to pay closer attention to it, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, a couple things that uh, we have seen this week uh, well, I, you know, I'll get to that. Uh, let's start out with strategy. Well, let's start out with this. This is something really big. Social Security, the biggest increase in almost 22 years, a 5.9% increase on your Social Security going from 2021 to 2022. Wow. And and by the way, your tax rate remains the same. So it's a Ponzi scheme anyway, I think, to the most part. So we'll see what happens. But um uh, so the 7.65% tax rate is combined for both Social Security and Medicare. Now, if you're self-employed, it's 15, so just remember that. Uh, 
Now, what's been happening in the in the markets? And this is kind of interesting. And first of all, I think um, I saw several points that I thought were really interesting. But before I get into them, remember, this is a live show. Uh, so if you want to call in here, it's 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945. You know, first of all, the individual investor, you remember we said that the their bullish percent just dropped like a brick. It went from 40 to 21 in two weeks. Uh, it started to recover a little bit. So, you know, I'm a little less bullish. Now, people said I was crazy, and we talked about, uh, you know, Tom Lee at uh, Funchat. You know, he has his all-everything, uh, you know, what he calls everything rally, and he's pretty right. Uh, he was about a week earlier, two weeks early, but it's better to be early than late, right? Uh, and something happened, not this Thursday, but last Thursday, the world turned, you know? And, you know, it was something really interesting, I think, is that, uh, you know, a lot of the retail investors use these inverse uh, ETFs, and so, when the stock market goes down, the, in, the ETF goes up. Now, unfortunately, they're readjusted every, at the close of every day, so it's not as good as you think it is. But uh, the volume of those ETFs, the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before Thursday, was 1.75% of the New York Stock Exchange volume. That's huge, folks. That was probably the best contrary indicator I ever saw. <laughs> Bar none. When I saw that, I knew I had to get more invested. Uh, I'm pretty invested now anyway. But, you know, the earnings sentiment is still deteriorating right now, I think, for the broader S&P 500. But it may have bottomed in industrials and metals uh, and materials probably, too. So and I think we had a a good enough start to the third quarter reporting season in terms of stats and descriptions of demand. Uh, So I think that's another positive. And there's some other uh, glimmers of hope on the supply chain, uh, besides freight costs starting to come down, uh, we've had some uh, recent meetings with big investors, and the link between COVID trends in the global cases and the freight costs has become a go-to, all right? It shows how COVID has been a loosely the indicator for freight by about one to two months. So that's coming down. Uh, now, look, uh, we had the AA, uh, American Association of Individual Investors, back uh, just two weeks ago. They were uh, at 40% bulls, and they went down to you know to nothing, basically, to 21. So that's something to pay attention to. Now, one of the things that we saw this week, uh, Tom Porcelli, our head economist, talked about, was the Fed base book is just another long list of reports highlighting firm inflation. So that's all we saw. So, But I think if you took a look at the last base book and this base book, what caught our attention was a difference, and that is, in the former one, they said businesses are finding it easier to pass along cost increases. But in, in the just-released beige book, they said there, it, it's a more emphatic you know, type of scenario. It said many firms raised selling prices, indicating a greater ability to pass along costs, increases to consumers, and strong demand. That's inflation. That's inflation, folks, okay? So, you know, just think of it that way. I sent out a thing this last week. If you were, you know, you're on my list, okay? I sent two things out, one about electric vehicles in China, but the other one is about dividends. And I think it's very important that you pay attention to this one because the relative forward PE for the dividend aristocrats is two standard deviations below where it normally is. Buy low, sell high. 
Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Smart Investor Show. Remember, 216-901-0945. 216-901-0945. Stay tuned. Devon died a little too early. Anyway, we're back. This is the Smart Investor Show. And uh, like I said, I, I think, uh, you know, and I want to emphasize this, inflationary pressures, uh, once expected to prove transitory, have mutated in a, to a persistent force in the last four or five months. So um, expectations that the central banks would largely ignore near-term inflation have given way to a higher interest rate expectations, too, which is, uh, and that's just in the last couple of weeks. So, but have the markets gone too far? That's the question. All right. So let's think about that for a while. Now, one of the great things that I, I, I can really kind of spout about is we, uh, you know, Mark Mahaney, who's on TV all the time, has, uh, you know, left us uh, back in the in May. Uh, well, it was back last year. And he was one of the best analysts in the field. And we brought on Brad Erickson from Pacific Crest. Uh, and he, he had eight years there, three years at Needham. Um, and he's really good at uh, – at the internet software area, and now what we call retail software. Uh, we have Matt Hedberg, who's probably one of the best in the business, handling corporate software. But this is retail software, and uh, he, he, you know, he had a, a great uh, piece this week. And uh, what he did was he identified ver- vertical markets where the internet is affecting and having its biggest impact, and that is advertising, retail, real estate, auto, food, travel, dating, gaming home, local, freelancing, stuff like that. And so what he did was he evaluated the assets based on the critical characteristics with, and, uh, which instruct value creation, what they call the rubric. And then he do, does channel checks and he, uh, for all this stuff. And, and he has what, this thing called the funnel, and it's very interesting. Uh, I, I think this guy's going to be really, really good, and I'm very, very excited that he's, he's come on board with us uh, in a big way. You know, big, big way. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. A uh, couple other things. You, you know, I um, I saw some things this week that uh, that are kind of interesting. And one of the things I've been talking about is that the breath has not been participating. And I think it's very, very important on this uh, move that breath starts to participate. Because if it doesn't, I think we're in trouble, you know, down the line somewhere. But I did see breath breakout, and that's – uh, on, at least on the S&P 500, and that's that's positive. positive. So we, we want to see that to continue, okay? We want that to continue. Uh, the, the problem was this Friday was kind of a day where we stopped right at the old high, and uh, we did it on the Dow. Uh, we did it, uh, I, I believe, on the S&P 500, same thing. And, uh, and by the way, the PPOs are a little bit extended, not terribly extended, but a little bit extended uh, at this point. Now, it, it could be a you know cup and handle formation, you know, that type of thing that everybody talks about. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the, the let's just say this. It, it could be a double top. So, you know, everybody's got to be thinking about that, okay? Um, uh, now, I'm not saying it is, okay? Until it breaks down from here, you know, you have – um, probably no problem. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about the bullish percent in the next uh, in the next thing. But now I did see the real estate sector regain the uptrend, which is positive. Not remember, oil and real estate are the two areas that 
are the best place to be in uh, in inflationary trends. Now, banks are, at first, especially if interest rates are low because interest rates will move up, okay? I did see a, a couple of, uh, you know, that I bought, I bought a couple of these. People actually called me on them. I didn't call them, but they, they, well, I saw a couple that looked really, really good. Um, but remember, some of these, uh, these earnings things might be good buying opportunities because they really racked the stock up. I mean, Honeywell beat everybody and, and, uh, they guided down and, and they killed the stock. And that's usually a good time, you know, to keep it in, in your viewpoint. Uh, if you like Honeywell, that is, uh, but, you know, uh, look, Tesla, the, the day before the earnings, the stock got creamed. And uh, then it was up like, you know, 4% uh, for the day after that. So now one thing I did say, uh, you know, I, I listened to Powell uh, or I heard some Powell comments on Friday. And, you know, the high yield bond fund just got killed. Uh, the transportation average, you know, boost, got boosted a little bit. The, 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 the Russell stopped right where the old high was. And the QQQs had a bad day. So he might have, you know, with his comments, he might have, uh, he might have whacked us. Is what it comes down to. All right. So I, I don't know for sure. Now, look, I think the S and P 500 uptrend remains intact, and I, I like the idea that the breadth was expanding. I think, you know, in, in most groups, by the way. Uh, and look, uh, I think there's going to be further upside in the equity market. So I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you a worst case scenario. Okay. So that's what you got to do. You got to be careful. You know. Risk aversion is is what I do. Okay, that's what I try to do anyway. And uh, but you know we did have uh, some resistance. But I noticed something, uh, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, if you look at the S and P 500, we went down and we touched the 100 day moving average, and then we rallied back up. And then what we did was we turned again last Thursday. So that 100 day moving average was really important. Now we I think we. We're right below the 50-day at this point, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what occurs from here. But look, how far could it go up in the coming months? You know, look, uh, to be candid, I've been using technical analysis for about 30 years now, and I have not found a single uh, way or method to measure the upside potential. I mean, you can with head and shoulders and stuff like that, but it's pretty hard. So I, I think, you know, we were oversold, and the momentum continues to build to the upside. So that's a good thing, you know. Um, you know, one of the things that we looked at is the euro yen. Uh, we're again, you know, the euro yen highlights euros on the euro's ongoing strength following the recent breakout above 130. Now that could mean that Europe is in pretty good shape. Also, uh, I looked at natural gas. You know, natural gas like doubled, okay, and it has some technical signs uh, of a you know a tactical peak now, not a long-term peak, but a tactical because what I'm saying. The, you know, the RSI momentum peaked and, and headed south, and it's right at a place where natural gas had some problems a, a couple of years ago. So that's kind of interesting. But I did notice, like, you know, you look at the, the Dow and you look at the S&P and you look at the, 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 the S&P uh, 1500 materials index, and they're all stopping right where they stopped before. So it, I think they have to get through that. Uh, and and the, I, I had some questions from Ed and Murray about pharmaceutical stocks, and they got hammered, okay? Uh, but they're right at strong support. So we'll see what happens with those two. It's, it's funny, they, they, the group that really uh, saved the day <laughs> uh, were, were, became a problem, right? So um, there we go. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I, I looked at, uh, looked at leadership, and, and um, 
You know, nobody, I, I tell you, I talked to a lot of my clients back in, in uh, March about oil. And I had some people just not buy it. You know, they, they look, they, you know, you give them advice and they don't take it. It's okay. I get it. Uh, you know, they, they have things, but oil was cheap and it still is uh, based on things. I mean, I, I saw Slumber's Day's earnings over the weekend and, uh, and I thought they were pretty darn good. You know, uh, I think they made money, you know, so, you know, I'm not suggesting that you buy Slumber's Day, but I do think oil is an interesting, interesting scenario. So uh, something to pay close attention to. I think the most important thing is that if we look at the S&P 500 versus the bond market, the S&P 500 is still looking pretty good versus the bond market. So uh, stocks are better than bonds right now is what I'm trying to tell you. Hey, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Uh, we'll talk about the bullish percent. All right, stay tuned. Okay, we're back. Uh, just tuned in to the Smart Investor Show. Once again, if you have a question, it's 216-901-0945. 216-901-0945. So I had multiple questions about Facebook from uh, uh, listeners. And uh, I'll just say, you know, I don't, I don't recommend stocks on the show, okay? So that's the way it is. I, I, you know, if you're one of my clients, I recommend stocks. Uh, but I, I just say it came down to support and help. That's all I'll tell you. Um, by the way, I had uh, – Two, you know, two uh, inter- interviews this week, uh, which I thought were kind of interesting. One was a couple, and uh, they're talking about, you know, um, he's got a 401k that he wants to transfer over to me. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to him about cost. And I also talked about the wealth plan. And it was amazing how he and his wife differed in opinion. I mean, really nice people. I mean, we had great time at breakfast and uh, a wonderful conversation. And, uh, but it was interesting how they, you know, they're, they're not on the same wavelength. That's what a wealth plan will do. It'll allow you to bring your ideas together as a couple. And, you know, I, I think it's, just, you know, it's outstanding. Now, my wife and I did it. And <laughs> believe me, she, she had a total different concept than I had. So it's kind of an interesting thing. The other thing, I, I met with a, a father and a daughter. Uh, this week and uh, oh, wonderful people. I just we had a blast at, at a cup of coffee at uh, uh, local Starbucks, and uh, it was interesting uh, the concern of the father for the daughter and for his wife. And it was uh, you know he he's got some problems, and um, you know we all do as, as you get older you you just get them, and that's all there is to it. And but it was amazing the planning he did ahead of time, and. Uh, you know, I, I, it was just a wonderful conversation. But look, I, I think what I tried to stress with both of these two sets of people was risk management is important. Okay, you've got to be looking over your shoulder, and if you're not doing it for your own portfolio, you should have somebody doing it for you. Okay. So anyway, uh, everybody asked me about Bitcoin. Bitcoin, you know, basically broke to a new high and sold off on Friday. So uh, that's all I can tell you. You know, uh, I think the NASDAQ crypto index probably does a better job than uh, than actual, you know, Bitcoin. But, you know, uh, the Dow Jones on a point and figure chart crept up and hit a new high on a, on a regular chart. It didn't. So I don't know what that means. Uh, a breakout is very positive. What I thought was very interesting was the if I looked at the 30 week for the New York Stock Exchange, which 
uh, has been, you know, kind of ugly since February uh, 28th. I'm sorry. Uh, Almost gave 30 days to February there. Uh, So it broke a double top and and, and is in a column of X's, which is very, very good. Uh, And I I looked at all, you know, the point figure charts uh, for the Dow stocks. And I I only had uh, eight, I think it was 11 stocks that were in point figure buy signals. So it's, it's kind of a tough thing. But consumer cyclicals, financials, and technology are the top three groups. Uh, real estate made a big run up in industrials, real estate and energy, you know, finish that up. So it's, it's kind of uh, interesting. Now, we always talk about on this show the bullish percent, and the bullish percent was designed to be, um, you know, a, a way of uh, watching the market and being positive at the bottom and negative at the top. And that's the best way to put it. Uh, but what it does is, uh, you know, in, in point and figure charts, X is you have the ball. O's is distribution. Trust me, distribution happens a lot faster than accumulation. All right. So when risk picks up, you got to be careful. But the other thing about dynamic asset level investing, if you add that to the bullish percent, domestic equities are the number one asset class. So the market will be a little more lenient with you. All right. Your mistakes will be you know, hit, but they won't be hit big, okay? Uh, now, if you own SNAP, righty, probably you wouldn't agree with that, but, uh, uh, you know, they, they beat it up pretty hard. Uh, so we did have the bullish percent turn up into a column of Xs this week. Uh, so, it, it you know, it's not the, it's what we call bear correction, all right? So it's not the greatest, you know, scenario. We never got down to 30, which I wish I would have, because there's two there's two levels on this bullish percent and 70 is when it's is what we call the red zone. That's when everything's too hot to handle and CNBC saying we're going to a hundred thousand and then we get to 30 and that's, you know, that's when everybody's bummed out. Nobody wants to talk to me. That's when you should be buying. Okay. So where's 50, 58, but we're in bear correction. And remember that because it's, it's not the greatest, you know, that's not the greatest. Okay. What you want is bull confirmed. Uh, so we're not there, but, the over-the-counter index uh, is still in a column of O's, and so uh, aren't the world indicators. So it's not it's not a group thing, you know what I mean? And so it's it's one of those things uh, that you want to you know you want to be paying attention to. I guess is what I'm trying to tell you in so many words. Uh, you you want to continue to watch uh, your stocks, and uh, you know sometimes they get beat up, and uh, you know you know the question is do you stay with them or whatever. A lot of people ask me about Moderna, and Moderna is, you know, has been hit up pretty hard. I mean, you know, the thing was five five hundred. Now it's in the three three twenties. Now it's interesting that the guys that saved the day are getting sold off. Pfizer got beat up. Uh, you know, um, Moderna, uh, Novavax, BioNTech. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. So uh, I am going to talk about something on the insider list that you should uh, listen to, uh, I think, because I think it's very, very important. Now, Tesla, you know, uh, Tesla, everybody's asking about Tesla. Tesla, you know, is broken out. So, I mean, I, 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 it's a very expensive stock, so I, you know, I can't recommend it. I, I'm not going to recommend it, but it did break out. Uh, but I did notice that there is a bifurcation in the, in the QQQs. There are stocks that are going crazy, and there are stocks that are just down the dumps. By the way, this stuff, some of the stuff in the down the dump area 
is high quality stuff, especially in the growth area. Uh, and I think people are going to regret what they did. But if I looked at the sector rankings, MLPs, we haven't talked about those in a long, long time. Financials, banks, number one, then financials, energy, the S&P 500 sec, uh, funds, and then technology. Those are the top five or six uh, groups, which is kind of interesting. Now, that's a big change. Energy. Nobody wanted to talk about energy when I talked about it in January and then again in March. I started buying it in March. Uh, and then you followed up with basic materials, commodity-related stocks, agriculture, industrials. When was the last time we talked about that? It's been a long, long time, okay? So uh, I think that's interesting, too. Uh, and by the way, it's, it's interesting that the equal weight S&P 500 is pretty far, it's like six, six points away from a high. So the S&P, uh, which is capitalization weighted, is very near, near a new high. So that, that's something that, uh, you know, you got to pay attention to. Also, the REIT index, which we talked about a couple times in the last two years, has, you know, come back and, and, uh, really done, done well, I think, uh, you know, and, and probably, uh, looks really pretty interesting. The other other area that really fascinates me right at the moment is the Russell 2000. You know, the Russell 2000, I think it was back in 2017, 2018, for a whole year went sideways. And then it broke out and it went up 18%. If the Russell goes up 18%, there's going to be a lot of stocks in that portfolio that go crazy on the upside. And it, it's almost the same chart as it was back in 2017 on to 2018. Beginning of 2018, it went crazy. Uh, so it, it'll, it will be interesting to see if that same thing goes, goes forward. Uh, you know, you never know. I, I will say this, uh, it, both on a weekly and a daily basis, the momentum is, is oversold. So that's something you got to pay attention to. Now, you know, we said earlier that uh, Lori Calvacina, I'm sorry, uh, I'll get that name right, essentially. She <laughs> uh, is talking about, uh, you know, we, we talked about the bullish sentiment for the American Association of Individual Investors, which had just, you know, just collapsed. It's now come, it's picking back up, okay? So that's something you got to pay attention to. The other thing is growth versus value. We've almost gone a whole year now where neither one of them have taken a lead, all right? Growth is still outperforming value in the long run. But in small cap, maybe, you know, you would say that uh, uh, value is taken over. And that's because uh, there's a lot of small cap banks, regional banks, and they've been doing great, okay? But if you look, it's the, the best ideas have been the high volatility ideas, which are the value ideas, all right? You know, oil, basic materials, you know, I mean, a lot of these stocks have gone uh, uh, bonkers. And if you look at the daily charts, I, I think, you know, you still got a little bit of momentum uh, in the daily area, but the weekly is starting to turn up again. So I would, I think some of those names, you know, you want to pay very close attention to. Uh, I would also suggest that, you know, everybody's worried about the 10-year yield. Look, if the Democrats do what they want to do with this $3.5 trillion thing plus the infrastructure, that's $5 trillion they're talking about, uh, they got to keep the bond yields down. They're going to do everything in their in their power to keep the bond yields down. So, I mean, it's just they're not going to let it happen. I, I don't think that's my you know I'm a skeptic, but that's Tim Hayes' opinion. It's not RBC. But I did notice some of the momentum on the ten year yield is starting to you know looks like it's starting to bend over a little bit. Okay, so uh, something to think about. But um, 
the dollar uh, is the momentum starting to turn down too, and it's right at a spot where it stopped before. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, the dollar tends to go up when our yields go up, but if you look at the the dollar spot index, uh, the momentum is definitely turning to the turning down, and so it'll be interesting. Uh, by the way, it, it does look like you know uh, if you look at the dollar versus a bunch of other currencies. Uh, things get really interesting. And we talked about the Euro Japanese yen weekly and, and the Euros, you know, look like if it could, it could break through the 134.14 area, it would be a big move. And that would probably mean to me that the European stocks might be something to do. So you want to take a look at the ADR list, I think, at this point. Uh, ADRs are American depository receipts. These are foreign stocks that trade in our exchange, so you don't have to worry about uh, fluctuations. Now, copper was kind of the big news this week. Um, it broke out, but the monthly momentum is starting to peak for copper. So it's it stalled at, uh, at some resistance. Uh, now, the weekly momentum is oversold, so that's, you know, that's stuff we've talked about. And oil's broken through. Uh, oil looks like it's going to 90, 95, somewhere around there, so we'll see what happens. Hey, let's take a break, and we'll be right back with uh, insiders and uh, just some follow-up comments on some things. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back. Uh, if you just tuned in, Smart Investor Show, and this is where we talk about insiders. So what we've done is we've talked about strategy. We've talked about economics, and then we've come to different uh, industries, and then we've talked about some technical updates. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to combine fundamental and technical strategy together, okay? So if you're not having somebody do that to portfolio, look, asset allocation has not worked as well as it has in the past, okay, because bonds yields are, unfortunately, they're being held down, I think, uh, by government policy. So, it, it, you know, there's the old portfolio, modern portfolio theory that says, you know, if you're 70, 70% of your st- uh, portfolio should be in bonds. Well, I don't, I wouldn't buy bonds right now. So that's my opinion. So we'll leave it at that. Anyway, insiders are early. I'm just looking for big insider buys. I don't want to see, you know, a 10 shares or 100 shares or 1,000 shares. I want to see 5,000, 6,000 shares. And if you don't think this works, I talked about Dustin Muskowski of Asana back in June, June 27th, I talked about, or June 28th, I guess it was. Asana was $58 then. It's 130 bucks now. Not bad for three months, huh? <laughs> By the way, I, I'm buying another one, which I've said on this show, and I, I talked about it Friday, and uh, I talked about it Wednesday with my the people I met. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, but with the insider buy, you got to make sure the fundamentals are there, and you better look at the technicals. So we, we do have uh, – th- this is interesting. It's called Apollo Endro Surgery, and we had several people buy. And I, uh, I got to – you know, I, I don't know who these guys are, but uh, CPMG bought 683,000 shares. It's a little dollar stock, by the way. Uh, Director McGehee bought 683,000, uh, too. So uh, – and – we also had a guy named Neil Gannon buy a bunch of stocks. So that's kind of, you know, very, very interesting. Now, I, I, I have had a couple that I think are really, you know, very interesting. Live Oak Acquisition. The stock's gone from 10 to, to 14. So you want to be careful. These people bought at 10. 
but it's two directors. Uh, they both bought $14 million worth. Uh, and that's very interesting as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, they bought it right before it took off. Uh, and somebody asked me, uh, uh, well, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, site Sciences. Uh, there was a gentleman that bought $12.6 million worth of it, uh, and he's a director, and he's a very smart guy. And then we had Appfolio, which I, I owned for a while. It made a big run, and, and I, I think I sold it too early. But uh, uh, we did have the, a director, and he's a very smart director, buy $9.5 million worth of uh, stock. And uh, also, Truist Financial, uh, William Rogers, who's the CEO, bought $4.1 million at a new high. I love when CEOs buy things at new highs. <laughs> love it. Uh, and then Petros Pharmaceuticals, this little dollar eighty stock, and uh, a director, John Shulman, who's a very smart guy, by the way, uh, bought $2.8 million worth of stock. And then we had a couple other names here. Next Point Strategic Opportunities Fund. Uh, we had the guy who runs it buy five different uh, chunks uh, all about $280,000 each, which I think is uh, really interesting, too. And then here's one that we had several people buy a couple weeks ago, if you remember, but uh, it's called E2Open Parent Holdings. And the CEO this week bought uh, about a million dollars worth of stock. In the meantime, we do have Mike on the line. Mike, how are you? Hey. Happy Saturday, Tim. Real quick, I know you're up against it. My mother's got some government bonds that she took out in 92 that will mature in March. I know nothing about government bonds. So my question is, if something was to happen and you'd cashed them out before, is there a problem? Or, and what do you get when, when it's, it's matured? You get cash. Uh, Mike, if, by the way, that was a great investment. <laughs> Because you probably got about seven, seven and a half percent back then. Well, uh, you know what? Gonna... She showed me. She showed me, and she's ninety-five, so I take everything she says with a grain of salt here. But she said, like right now, it's worth each thousand-dollar unit is worth like thirteen hundred and forty dollars. I so I don't know if it's yeah. That, so it's about seven and a half percent. If if that's seven and a half percent, if you compound that over that time, okay. So okay. it was a great investment. Okay. Uh, she's yeah. not going to get that again. I mean, right. you know, the thirty-year bond, thirty-year bonds at two percent, almost at two percent. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but she will get cash. So, so if I mean, I'm not sure. Do you have to wait until March, or can you do something before that? And then what would you get? Percentage. Oh, that's the most liquid, uh, Mike. That's the most liquid market in the world. So, uh, you know, you can buy and sell those whenever you want. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds so good. It's, Thank uh, you. Yeah. It's, Huge market. All right. All right. All right. Have a Take great care. Day. Thanks again. All right. See you. Bye. Uh, we have a couple other names that I really like. Uh, and, and this is, uh, I, I think, is very, very, some very interesting stuff here. So listen up very closely here. Uh, I, I'm seeing a, well, E2 was very interesting, but uh, sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. The, the GRX, which is uh, the Gabelli. Uh, Fund, which deals with healthcare. All right, it's it's a healthcare and wellness trust. Mario Gabelli, they don't call him the Great Gabelli for no apparent reason. He's one of the best stock pickers on the planet, and I've been saying for some time that healthcare has been underperforming. 
and they saved the day. Well, maybe healthcare is going to come out, and Cabelli thinks that, because he bought $9.3 million worth of that fund, and then he bought $4.7 million worth of that fund, which is not chump change, you know? So uh, it tells me that he might be getting uh, more bullish on, uh, um, you know, healthcare in general, because I think there's 42 different stocks in there. So uh, we'll leave it there. And then uh, iStar has bought Safehold, uh, quite a bit of Safehold, by the way. Uh, and, and it was like five or six. Uh, well, they're a 10% owner. So they bought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in the last week or so. So uh, Safehold is another name that uh, looks really good on the charts, by the way. And let's see. I had one other one. Oh, Truist. I mentioned Truist. Uh, oh, and Warby Parker which is the, the glasses company that just came public, uh, which th- this is interesting because uh, you, you had a D1 Holder Capital Partners buy 579,000 shares uh, on the, uh, the, the, uh, the new issue. And what's even more is- uh, interesting, I think, is that there was like a whole bunch of people buying it. Um, you know, you had them, uh, you had a whole bunch of smart money buy the stock. Uh, now, you had some of the, you know, the guys that started the company sell because like by their Porsche, but in the meantime, you know, it's interesting D1 Capital is buying it, okay? So something to, to think about. Now, uh, look, I, I want to talk about a couple things um, again, and I, I'm going to emphasize this. Crude oil has broken out, and I think the next resistance area is somewhere around $91. So uh, weakness in the oil area uh, would, might be a buying opportunity, you know? You might, you know, you got to think about that. And copper you know, on a weekly momentum, it, it looks like it could go higher. So it does look like this inflation trade is going to stay uh, for a while. Now, what's, what's interesting is is gold, I think, is being replaced by Bitcoin. Uh, and, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? But the dollar, you know, if I look at the, the spot index uh, on the dollar, you know, the momentum it's stall- it's stalling right here, and it, so the the dollar is consolidating between ninety five and a half and ninety. I, I mean, sorry, ninety four and a half and ninety four and three quarters, which is a big spread for the dollar, by the way. Uh, and that's important because if the dollar breaks out, it's probably going to be because of higher interest rates. You know, interest rates support your currency. If the dollar dies, it's because currencies, uh, you know, the 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 yields are going to come back in, or they're not going up, and you know, I said a couple of weeks ago, uh, prior to being bumped a couple of weeks, that we would have a situation where, uh, you know, the the dollar uh, would would stall or the the yields would stall for a while, and trade between a certain area. I think that's maybe what happened. Who knows? Um, in the meantime, it, I actually saw the the sun peak out here uh, this this morning. We we got creamed by the storm uh, in our neighborhood. The other day, we had like 20 trees down, so it was pretty big. Uh, so it's kind of nice to see the sun out. But anyway, uh, if you go to WHK's webpage and go to local podcast down to Tim Hayes' Smart Investor Show, you can go directly to my webpage. And if you want to have a cup of coffee and talk about your portfolio, give me a call. Uh, I do pick up the phone. I, I do answer emails, etc. cetera. Uh, but in the meantime, if you just want to look at some of the stuff that we talk about, remember we have Money Matters for Young Professionals, for you young people out there, it's a great idea. We have Women and Wealth. It's a planning workbook. Uh, and don't forget the, the 
the the answer to the question is, or the question is, what is the metaverse? <laughs> All right. We also have the Savvy Investors Credit Workbook and the Business Owner's Guide to uh, Transition Planning, plus our prime income list, our dividend growth portfolio. And dividend growth portfolio, you've got to pay attention to these income stocks because there are two standard deviations below where they normally are. If you know anything about statistics, that could be big. Okay, it could be very, very big. And remember, when Obama was in office, and he kind of stalled the economy, okay, with tax rate increases and all that stuff, it was the dividend stocks that outperformed. All right, so there we go. Our ADR list, our best ideas, small cap, oil, all cap. Those are really interesting things, and you get them just by emailing me. If you go to the webpage, there's all sorts of contact me and email me. Don't forget to look at the Insight tab. The Insight tab has got some great research on it this week, uh, phenomenal. And then Trend and Cycle, that's Rob Schleimer's stuff. If you like to look at the charts, he's got some interesting ideas on there this week. Uh, he uh, kind of regurgitated them for you, but uh, I think if you want to read them in detail, that's the place to go. So in the meantime, uh, we are you know, at the end of the show, and if you have any questions, remember, give me a call. In the meantime, have a great weekend. This is Tim Hayes and the Smart Investor Show. Remember to buy low and sell high. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website, rbcwmfa.com slash Tim Hayes. That's all one word in the address bar, rbcwfma.com slash Tim Hayes. Please join us again next Saturday for the Smart Investor Hour to hear more smart investing from Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.